at the beginning of Parsha's bow, it finally seems like there is some wiggle room from Paro. His servants have essentially turned on him. They're begging him to just let the Jews go. And he's also come to terms with the fact that slavery is essentially finished. The last piece of negotiation with Moshe is who exactly is going to be going on this three-day journey in the desert, as a Chag Hashem, as Moshe put it. So Pharaoh asks, Pharaoh asks exactly this question. Okay, fine. Go serve Hashem. But who's going to be going with you? Fine, you can go, but who are you taking with you? And now, all of a sudden, Moshe finds himself having some type of hashkafic debate with Paro about how religion should look, mass religion. Who exactly serves Hashem? What will they need with them to serve Hashem? So Vayomer Moshe, so Moshe responds, With our young and with our old, we're going. With our sons, with our daughters. And with our sheep and with our cattle. We're going, we're going with everything. Everybody's going with all of our stuff. Because it is a Chag Hashem. It's a festival for us. It's a Chag Hashem. For us. So Paro responds, no. That's not happening. Let the men go. They can serve Hashem. The ones who are actually going to be the people doing the karbanos, that's what you can do. That's really what you're asking for. You want to go serve Hashem? Take the men over Bar Mitzvah and, and go make a minion somewhere in the desert. So, but we see they're not able to come to terms on this negotiation. Moshe is not budging and it's over. The puzzle just says, They're driven out of Paro's presence. They, can, they cannot come to an agreement. Now, there's so much in this brief interaction. So let's, take a little bit of a closer look and examine what exactly Moshe was tining, what, what was Moshe's claim um, in his response to Paro. So firstly, it does kind of seem like Moshe is grandstanding a little bit. What's with the poetic flow in his response? He keeps saying we are leaving. He mentions multiple groups of people that fall under the same categories. Why not just say, nope, Sorry, Paro, that's a deal breaker. We all need to leave. Everybody. Everybody's leaving. Why is he mentioning specific groups? And secondly, it does seem like Moshe actually mixed up the order. Yes, he wants everybody to leave. So let's say he's going to mention every group. Why mention the young before the old? Wouldn't the elders, wouldn't the Zakanim, the leaders of the Shvatim, wouldn't they take precedence over the young children? If Moshe was going to have to negotiate, why does he mention the young children over the old? So clearly... Moshe seems to be sending a message with his careful choice of Lashon and his response to Paro. And the Kliyakar explains that Moshe's response reflected the essence of Jewish observance to Hashem. If the only point of this Chag Hashem was going to be to bring Karbanos in the Midbar, then Paro had a fair point. Why does everybody need to go? Take the people who are actually going to be involved in that service, that Avoda, in the Karbanos. Leave everybody else. Moshe therefore needed to explain to Paro that is not how Judaism works. If it's truly going to be a Chag, if it's truly going to be a festival, then it has to incorporate Simcha, this idea of joy, this idea of how it impacts the way that we feel. The only way to achieve that is with everybody together. Biyachad. True Simcha is experienced through community, through loved ones, with family and friends, with those closest to us. In order to fully experience a Chag Hashem, we all have to go from youngest to oldest. And this was something that Paro and honestly so many others after him have failed to understand about Judaism. 
Para was under the impression that being a Jew means that we're, yeah, okay, you have to perform certain actions, certain mitzvahs at specific times. That is what it means to serve Hashem. But those are isolated actions. They're not related to who we are as a person and the impact that it can have on those around us. In other words, Paro ascribed to a pretty common axiom amongst assimilated German Jews before World War II, which was be a Jew at home and a German in the street. Therefore, Paro couldn't understand why people who weren't going to be involved in the actual avoda and the actual sacrifices to Hashem, why would they need to be on that trip at all? Why would the actions or mitzvahs of one person affect everybody else? Take whoever you need to perform this avoda, this worship to Hashem, and then return back to Mitzrayim. So Moshe was explaining to Paro that this belief is inherently flawed. We're not simply performing mitzvahs in the Midbar. We're not going to make a minion and then returning back here in the same situation before we left. We are going to be transformed. And so will our families. Our service of Hashem is not isolated mitzvahs that we do here and there. They encompass and influence every aspect of who we are. It's a relationship with Hashem to fear Him, to love Him, to try to understand Him as much as possible in order to emulate Him. When you return to our second question, this was also something Paro never understood. Right? We asked, why does Moshe mention children before the Zikainim? Shouldn't the Zikainim take precedence? Paro never understood the value of children. Now, on a horrific and very like, base level, you know, he decreed that babies should be put to death, throw them in the Nile. But on a spiritual level, he couldn't fathom what a religious experience could look like for a child. Why would children possibly need to be included in a, in a festival for Hashem? And we know that it couldn't be further from the truth. This is why Moshe mentions them first. Above all else, we're bringing the children. Paro, you have never understood the value and the potential that each and every child has. They're going to be the first people we take. That's non-negotiable. The children are coming with us. They will experience it too. And they'll remember it on some level. And that experience will hopefully be the foundation of their relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We see that this dialogue between Moshe Rabbeinu and Paro, it shapes our entire outlook on Avodah Hashem. Baruch Hashem, we have so many spiritual opportunities around us. There are shiurim, davening, chesed opportunity, mitzvot that are everywhere just waiting to be done. But too often we either fail to take advantage of them or we don't even see how our actions are impacting us and those around us. We don't feel transformed. What Moshe is reminding us is that we all have that access. A relationship with Hashem is there for everybody. Our mitzvot matter. They're not isolated actions. They have impact on us. Who's going to serve Hashem? Everyone. Everybody is coming. Whether we, can, whether we see the effect or not, it has an impact. And above all else, we see the value of the, our children's experiences, of experiences when we're young and how they can shape us. Paro wonders, why would you need to bring the children? Moshe says, that is the first group of people that we will be bringing because we understand the value that a religious experience can have on us, not just when we're old, but specifically when we're young. May we all be zoche to realize that the opportunities to serve Hashem are everywhere around us and they will change who we are. Mir Hashem, when we're able to see this and take advantage of these Chagla Hashems, as Moshe put it, they happen all around us all the time. These abilities to connect with our Creator, hopefully, Mir Hashem, we'll find ourselves transformed, we'll find ourselves rejuvenated 
in our new relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Have a great Shabbos.